Hello, everybody, and welcome to week two of This is the Pits podcast. I'm Chelsea Greenwood. And my name is Michael Oberst, and today we're talking about a TV movie from 1989 called Too Young to Die, starring Juliette Lewis and none other than Brad Pitt. This is not a movie that you'd ever just stumble upon, right, Michael? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it's a Lifetime movie, and it feels like a Lifetime movie. (laughs) Right. I'd like to stop any listener who hasn't seen this movie yet um, and wants to, uh, lest we spoil anything for you. The whole thing's streaming for free on YouTube, so stop, go watch it, and then tune back in. Or just, like, live with the spoils. Yeah, maybe we should clarify. Uh, Not people who haven't watched it and want to watch it, (laughs) but people who haven't watched it and want to follow along. Because, again, not a movie that you're ever just going to find yourself watching randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it is entertaining. It's where the young Bradley Pitt meets the love of his life for the next three years, Juliette Lewis. Enjoy. Right. Brad Pitt's in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay, the movie was made in 1990. Uh, okay, so are we just, we're diving in. We're going to go right into I it. I say dive in. You have anything to say? Oh, I guess I could. No. Yeah, I mean, let's dive into the movie. I was going to talk a little bit about Brad Pitt because he's been on every magazine cover this week. And not because anything interesting has happened. He's just still on every fucking magazine cover. I yeah, went, he's just gonna he's just relevant. Still. Right. And so when I, I went to get my nails done and he was on Us Weekly, People and Star Magazine for Angelina Jolie stuff, and it just like reinforced how happy And wasn't I Jennifer am. Aniston on Jennifer Aniston you sent me a picture and Jennifer Aniston was on at least one of them. Yeah, because the whole thing is that Jennifer Aniston has moved on from Justin Thoreau and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Fucking 20 years later. Brad Pitt was like, yeah, seriously, 20 years later. And then he was on the cover for another one because of Angelina Jolie and the crazy custody battle he's going through. I bring this up, though, because it's like, again, he's still so fucking relevant. It makes me thrilled to take it back to 1990, pre-Gen, pre-Angie, current Juliette Lewis. So let me set the stage. Yeah. The year is 1990. (laughs) A young Bradley Pitt is cast in a film called Too Young to Die, where he meets his co-star, Juliette Lewis. They start to date. We'll come back to that. Um, It was the year that um, Operation Desert Shield begins. (laughs) Desert (laughs) Shield begins. For us, that was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. What else we got? It's pretty much the same stats as 1991, which was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the average um, monthly rent was $465. Um, the average income per was year was Was that lower than last? No, not really. It's just about on par. Yeah. That was the year of the Furby. You yeah. still haven't been born yet, <laughs> but Furbies were a big fucking deal. I still was not born. Yeah. Do you know I, what a Furby is? I had a Furby. You did? Yeah, I know what Furbies are. Yeah, okay. they... they um, they seem like a fad now, but they were on top of the game for a good 10 years. Oh, no. They were huge. They were one of those Christmas toys, like the Tickle Me Elmo. Like, it was like everybody wanted a Furby, and I remember my mom and like, let me get a Furby. So I got the McDonald's Happy Meal toy and brought it to school pretending <sighs> like it was a Furby, but it wasn't. Oh, bless and your I heart. got made fun of in a big way. No, everybody knew. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can't pretend. I got – okay, I got that one, too. The, the McDonald's one. Yeah. And it was plastic. It was, it was a Furby, but it was plastic. Like the most disappointing thing in the yeah, world. Because, and it didn't even do anything good. Yeah, because Furbies could read your mind or something, right? I never know. I didn't know. I never got one. But they I were actually like don't. Robots. You really never got one? No. I wasn't. I was they like. They were like 20 bucks. How did you not get one? I think that my parents were freaked out by them. Like they didn't. For some reason, I, I got all the fads. I had Pogs. I had Tamagotchis. I had everything. But not Furbies. Well, Furbies are creepy, and I got one, and I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, cool. (laughs) So it blinks, and then, like, that's it. And then I just put it in my closet, and, like, that was it. I I still, to this day, don't know what you're supposed to do with it. But I had it, and I wanted it so bad. (laughs) I know, because everybody wanted it. It was like, that was was the coolest thing. Um, Also, Beanie Babies. Oh, God. Beanie Baby, there's... Remember those? Of course. How could I forget? But this is like that era, you know? 
Yeah, it's the era of like for some reason toys that you think are going to be worth something. Oh yeah, people thought Furbies were going to be worth like money. No. Like this is for call. This Furby is going to be for the college fund. I'm actually feeling resentment bubble up in my soul from being a child and not getting a Furby. So I'm going to get you a Furby for your birthday. <laughs> Great, thank you. I'll name him Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a few more things. The first complete skeleton of a T-Rex was found in South Dakota that year. Big deal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I guess they're like a, kind of a dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs were discovered. I found this out the other day. Maybe I already told you this. Dinosaurs were discovered after George Washington died. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. No dinosaur bones had been discovered when George Washington was alive. The founder of America, the first president, he's not the founder, that's a strong statement. The first president did not know dinosaurs existed. Holy shit, that's wild and crazy. Isn't that really weird? I can't think of a world, I mean it makes sense, but it also I can't imagine a world in which we didn't know dinosaurs existed. Yeah, well, Well. some people still don't 100% aren't 100%. Very true. Um, okay, one more so. fact about 1990, which I think is very significant, which was that it was the first time that the show The Simpsons aired. Oh, that is very significant. I mean, that set course oh, for an oh. entire generational way of thinking and sense of humor. And so, like, I feel like that's a really good fact to set the stage for what was and going TV. on. And TV. And TV in general. It's relevant for TV because... Um, this movie, I still think that this movie should not have been on TV. That this movie would never show on TV now. <laughs> well, it's for for crazy. various reasons, and for oh yeah, like oh yeah, listeners. I just why. want to tell our listeners that we haven't discussed the film at all. Um, so we're coming in oh, hot yeah. with our own opinions on it. So with our own hot take. You might really, really like this movie. <laughs> um, I did yeah. not like it. To be fair. No, okay, I do want to just say this. I mean, I might be saying this prematurely, but Entertainment Weekly in 1990 <laughs> reviewed this movie and gave it an A. An I A. Mean... <laughs> they gave, like... Yeah, but all of film... I was going to say that all of filmmaking was like sort of rudimentary like that, but then we watched Thelma and Louise that came out one year later. Maybe it was an A, like, by made-for-TV movie standards. No. Um, I read the whole, like, review, and they were like, sometimes, <laughs> so stupid, they're like, sometimes TV gets something right. Um, <laughs> Great. And they were like, the cast is first rate. Lewis invents, Lewis invests her hard-eyed, tough-talking Amanda with a fundamental innocence and pain. Every time you look at her, you're aware of life grinding of of a life of grinding poverty and social humiliation. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, no, I love it. A a reach, you know. Like, A is good. Like they gave what I'm trying to find the other the, one time they gave a rating to a movie that made me just <laughs> mad because they that just makes me like completely disregard everything they've ever rated. Maybe um, the reviewer just like signed a deal or had a crush on Brad Pitt or something. Or Juliette Lewis, which is creepy. Um, it'd yeah, be creepy because... to have a, Oh, go sorry. Go on. It'd be creepy to have a crush on Juliette Lewis after watching this movie. <laughs> right. Because she plays a 15 year old and she was in real life, 17 years old. She was a minor when she made this. Well, and I mean, just like the content of the movie, it's like, how could you watch this girl like get beat down and abused in like very explicit ways <laughs> and then like walk away being like, you know, she's kind of cute. Oh, but I want to talk to you about this. I feel like this is going to spark a real debate because I, I mean, I don't think she was that innocent. I mean, yes, she started off on a bad foot, but I mean, to go from zero to 60 in the way she does in this film seems like... I feel like the filmmaker wasn't showing us a lot of things that were going on in her life, if that makes sense. Like, it was a very one-track film. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that I think that uh, it felt like kind of like a montage, almost. You know, like, it seems like... Totally. Like, there was a lot of times where... It seems like there's a lot of times where 
it could have been explored a little bit more. Like something that happened could have they could have got into it a little bit more. Um, but instead, they just kind of glossed over it. Like yeah. her, I don't know, like her stepdad like raping her. It's like yeah, starting the very just beginning leading of the movie. with that. <laughs> and the following <laughs> breakdown. The breakdown. Okay. I mean, th- yeah, you are the out the movie. gate with this movie. You like run out the gate. There's no. Well, that's the, that's what I'm saying. Is like it doesn't it doesn't doesn't ease into anything, and you're like, wow, that is a that is a bold start. And then they th- then the stepdad character is just gone, and then she's married, and then she's mm-hmm. suddenly a stripper and a prostitute and addicted to drugs, and it's like it happens so. And living with Brad Pitt, and then not living with Brad Pitt, and then living with somebody else, and like. Yeah, I guess the timing is weird. Also, it was weird to watch a movie fully on YouTube. The quality was really low, you know, compared to... And the entire movie. Like, I thought YouTube, like, I don't know, the entire movie was on there. Yeah, from stop, from top to bottom. And at first, the way that the movie starts, there's no, like, credits to begin with. It just, like, oh, yeah. literally bangs yeah, and, right well, in. Well, that's because... It, I think that's because it's a TV movie. And it, it looked good. Like, totally. I mean, aside from the shitty quality, but, like... yeah. It, it like the the opening shot was like kind of I yeah. was like this is not poorly sh- filmed like the the cinematography wasn't bad at least at the beginning you know totally I think it was I mean it was definitely well thought out and well well and it was ambitious intentioned but I think you're right it was ambitious I feel like the screenwriter was probably like I mean this was uh, who well, wrote the, it um. Written by David Hill and George Rubino. I feel like they are this. They were really trying to tell a story because it was based on a real events. Yeah. And that's crazy, too. I was looking up the person who really did it and her life was crazy. She didn't actually die in the chair, though. She just got parole. She got parole. But yeah, exactly. A Tina Marie Canaday. Yeah. I like um, how they just, they're like, let's just call her Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's whiten her up a little bit. Yeah, let's kind of put this out. Yeah. Um, she was charged with robbery, kidnapping, and homicide. At the time of her trial, she was a 16-year-old divorcee who had married at 13 and divorced at 14. So that's like true to form. Yeah. She was convicted in court. Uh, of the kidnap and murder of U.S. Air Force Sergeant Ronald Wojcik um, and sentenced to death by lethal injection. Um, and then, yeah, got off on parole. Lucky break. It's also kind of wild that, like, in the movie, she's supposed to be, she says she's, like, 15 and 16, but in real life she was 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time... No, she was 14 when she got married in the movie, and she was 15 when she was... No, she was 13 when she was married, and she was 15... Well, she was 16 when she was tried, I think. Oh, okay. So it's, like, relatively um, factual. I see. Okay, so... um, Let's see. What else... Should we talk about what else do you have for um, like pop culture? Is that all you got for those those two? Oh, we got some we got some uh, some pop culture references. Um, Home Alone came out this year. Ghost came out this year. But nothing was nothing else was really out at the same time. I was trying to find out like what came out around the same time. Pretty Woman came out one month after this movie. Mm. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also came out one month after this movie and Hunt for the Red October came out like two weeks after this movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then a bunch of other really great movies came out later that year, but which, who won the Oscar that year? Dances with Wolves. Uh, wasn't it? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I I was hoping you would know it off the top of your head, but I'm going to look it up. Okay. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was Dances with Wolves. Nominated for 12 Oscars, Dances with Wolves. Oh, it won Best Picture. It won Dances with Wolves won Best Picture, Best Director, 
best screenplay, best editing, best cinematography, best sound, best original score. And was nominated for a bunch of other stuff, like every other thing. <laughs> Do you know what else came out that year? The Little Mermaid, the movie that defined my entire childhood. You know, I was just talking last night with some friends that The Little Mermaid is really still popular. It's like, because mm-hmm. my, my friend does princess parties where she's like, is a princess. For, like she gets hired to be a princess at little girl's birthday parties. Wow. And her, she says her two biggest requests are Little Mermaid and Elsa. Interesting. And like Elsa, I get. No. Elsa's new. Fuck Elsa. But Little Mermaid. I can't stand Elsa. Well, on principle. Yeah, no, I, I can't either. <laughs> I mean, I could do a whole podcast dedicated to how much I wish that Elsa wasn't even in the same category as Ariel. Ariel was curious. Um, okay, Ariel's problematic too, though. No, she's problematic. <laughs> Listen, she defined about my it. entire childhood. I am attracted to men that look just like Prince Eric forever and always. I'm like, ooh, why do I, why is, why, okay. why do I find that guy to be so attractive? Oh, because he's Eric, Justin Trudeau specifically. Oh, he's fully Eric. Think of the <laughs> message that Little Mermaid is giving you. Think about it. It's like change everything about yourself. <laughs> like he won't really love you unless you change every single thing about yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but like she's she was just insecure, you know? It's a message to all little girls. We've all been there. <laughs> you all been where? I mean, listen, I know what you're saying. There's all Disney movies are problematic. Most Disney movies are problematic. Seriously. Until you get to like Mulan. Mulan is great. Also you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Pocahontas is a nightmare. Oh, good lord. Then there's all the... Every movie, their parents die, except for Little Mermaid, basically. Are her, Who are her... Oh, yeah, her parents is Neptune, right? No. King Triton, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we've gone on to Little Mermaid World. Let's bring it back to um, Too Young to Die. <laughs> too Young to Die? Right. <laughs> I like how you have to say Too Young to Die. Well... I was trying um, to figure out how to say it, like, too young to die? Too young to die? Too, too young to die? I think it's, like, too young to die. Like, someone's like, she needs to die. And someone's like, is she too young to die? There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. You know what I mean? Totally. I think she might be a little bit too young to die. But I don't know. She is too young to die. Like, yeah, I, then again, okay. Let's talk about, like, let's just go through the movie. Because um, there's, like, I think... I think that 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 question is an answerable question. Is she too young to die? But we kind of have to get into <laughs> we have to get work our way up to the part where she does a speedball with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Um willingly and she's like, "What am I feeling? I don't know what this is." <laughs> yeah. She okay, she <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny how No, no, okay. Wait, yes. You say it's so funny how. Okay, well, I feel like it's now, now that we've drawn attention to the fact that I said it's so funny, it's not going to be that funny. But um, it's so funny how it, I can. I feel like I can see her acting. Hundred, you know, where it's like, it's like, oh, in this scene, she's mad. Yeah. <laughs> like I can hear the director say, "All right, you're mad. I want you to swipe that bottle <laughs> off the counter and scream." And she's like, "Okay," and like she's got to get her headspace. And then he's like, "Action!" And then she's like practically looks at the camera and then just does the thing and then it cuts away and she's in a completely different horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. And then she has that wonderful moment where everything's comfortable and she's like with the guy, the Air Force captain, you can just like take a sigh of relief. And yeah. It all goes to shit again. Even then though, I was like, something ain't right. Like this doesn't feel like, it's nice, it's cute, but like, what is going of course on? It's is she not... fucking this giant this adult? That's the point. Of course, it's like she's safe. And so like the mommy in us is like, um, thank God she's like got a roof over her head. She's not sleeping in a car with Brad Pitt anymore. But at the same time, this is a grown ass man with kids of his own who's sleeping with a fucking 15 year old girl who creepily brought her into his house, regardless of his intentions. His, they were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was... Like, they also did kind of point out, like, why is he at that club all the time? If he's such a good guy, why is he at that club? Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm looking out for these people. He's like, all right, St. Nicholas. (laughs) 
Calm down. Um, okay, yeah. So this movie was shown on TV. First scene, she gets raped. Uh, second scene, she gets married at 14, which everything about that is a red flag. Uh, oh, okay. One thing I wrote down is I could watch any scene in this movie and tell you this movie is from the 1990s. It's a lifetime movie. And I could watch these scenes out of context and get the pretty much the the whole picture. <laughs> 100%. Well, there's an advertisement for when it goes to VHS on YouTube from 1994. Oh, and really? The, yeah, and it's great. And the preview, I'll send it to you. I didn't want to send it to you because I didn't know if you'd already seen it. Um, uh-huh. But, in fact, maybe we should play the audio right now so that our listeners can get into it. Yeah, play the audio from that. Okay. Coming from Republic Pictures, Brad Pitt, star of Interview with a Vampire, Thelma and Louise, and True Romance. I love that. Juliet Lewis, star of Four years later. Like, these are all movies that happen after, after this was released. Yeah. This is the VHS announcement. And this is... Might be after they've broken up. Yeah, they broke. They were together for four years. That's not what this movie's about. <laughs> no, they don't really. Billy's abusive. That's gonna be it. This trailer makes it look much more action-packed. One hundred percent, because it came out four years later when Brad Pitt was like a huge star. That's yeah. what it is. They were like, we got to cash in on this Brad Pitt, Jay exactly. Lewis thing. Exactly. So they decided to release it to VHS four years later. They were too young to die. They don't put the question mark on it. It's true. Well, I think they dropped it because they're like, this is stupid. They were like, we need to sell this in a way about, we need to make this movie a movie that it is not. <laughs> Starring Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis. They're like, how can we make this about Brad Pitt? And like, they ch- and also, if you look on IMDb, the poster has Brad Pitt's face yeah. huge and Juliette Lewis's face little. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like he's for sure just a supporting character. He's like not in. She's he's not in like maybe half, maybe as much as two thirds of the yeah. movie. But he's a dri- obviously a driving character. I mean, he's the yeah. one who ruins her life. Ultimately, I mean, I guess yeah. her rapist stepfather ruined her life. But that moment when she goes into the diner and she's like, I can eat for free. And he's like, but I'll take care of you. <laughs> that was the worst accent I've ever heard. Well, remember last week when we were talking about how we didn't know if he was acting or not in Thelma and Louise with that accent? Yeah. This one was very clear. And I was like, "Ooh, Brad, you are really reaching here. Yeah, this is for sure an exercise. For him, it's an acting exercise. 100%. He's really feeling it out. You know, you can... He's He does a pretty good job, though. And also, I got to say, he looks older in this than he did in Thelma and Louise. That's what I was going to say. He looks like he does, like, by the time he's in um, 12 Monkeys or something. Like, he looks way yeah, he looks older. like Tyler Durden. I, <laughs> he looks like Tyler Durden. It's so weird. And then he was like... Because I was going to say a second ago, the hair and makeup on his behalf are really good. Like, he's definitely yeah. aged. So, because he's 27. Juliette Lewis is 17. Crazy. They meet on the set of this movie. They date for four years. And she's quoted as saying, um, there's this really great, great quote that she says, which is like, um, she says, um, Something like, remember your t- your high school crush? Well, he was mine too. Like she had a crush on him when she met him. She had already seen him on TV uh, and was like, and like got to date the guy that she had a crush on. Oh, she said, "Do you want to talk about my seventh grade crush? Because that was my boyfriend." <laughs> he was a grown up. <laughs> he was a grown up. He was ten years older than her. He's he was older than I am now, and like I don't. I'm. You are a piece of. Shit. Michael. I know. I'm only 25, anymore. but I remember like I I don't know I don't know why I said that. I don't remember. I'm not going to that's not what I'm talking about. I'm 25 now, but and I don't even want to date someone who's like 21. 
like someone who's 21 or 22, I'm like, they're too young. They don't like, I don't yeah. think that we function on the same level. And I just don't want to be, I don't want to spend all my time with someone who's like 22. And it's only like a few years younger than me. <laughs> I can't imagine dating someone 10 years younger than me. No way. Or even eight years. Like even someone who's 17, I can't imagine like, that doesn't, that's crazy. That's crazy. It is. It's crazy, and it makes me kind of judge him yeah. a little bit, but I also could see a world in which they're, like, serious actors coming to L.A., and they're, like, they're both playing these heavy scenes together, and they can't separate, like, the chemistry from the acting, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe this is, like, the first something. time they like, felt they're on set chemistry. every day. Exactly, and they're dealing with, like, heavy topics, and I think that, like, when you're that young and your hormones are raging, it's just like, okay, well, for her, she's hot, I'm hot. Yeah, for like, her, she's 17. He's 27. That's the thing. It's like, for her, I get it. Like, what a dream come true. 27-year-old, yeah, smoking hot, like, <laughs> white hot, scalding hot Brad Pitt. <laughs> and, here, and here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We're, I think we're going to do this every yeah. episode. Worth Damn mentioning. It. He's the hottest man alive. Worth <laughs> 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 mentioning. Yeah. He's the most attractive yeah. person that there is. It, he is. It's true. It's even in this when he's a complete garbage person. I mean, I yeah. saw but when he like, first shows up on screen, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every time he makes his debut in these early days, it's like, damn. Of course she goes with him. He did I think he did a good job of playing a sleep yeah, bag. Did. Aside from the accent. Yeah, I think so too. I like he like sort of he like hunched his shoulders and like sidled up to her, you know. Yeah, and he would say really creepy things, but like he didn't make it seem like he was just saying the creepy thing because it was his line. He made it seem like like he really believed that that creepy thing was the right thing to say. Yeah, because he was 10 years older than his victim and he was like he knew what it was like to um, statutorize, stat- statutize, <laughs> <laughs> statutize. I, I'll, but also that's the same thing that I was saying before. Where it's like, how could you go through that movie and like see that role and like that script and like, you know, look at Juliet Lewis after doing that? Like, do you think it was after one of the like gnarly abuse scenes that he's like, no, <laughs> she's kind of cute. <laughs> she reminds me of my mom. Oh, that was dark. <laughs> um, I, or maybe she was like, he reminds me of my dad. Yeah, even better. Um, even. Should we say what, should we like talk about the trajectory of the movie a little bit more in depth? Because we haven't really. Yeah, I guess we should. Let's give it a broad arc because we're assuming that if you're listening to this, you've seen it or at least given it a skim on Wikipedia so you get the idea. Yeah. But yeah, let's give it a run through. Okay, so Juliette Lewis is raped by her stepfather. She freaks the fuck out. Her mom's in the picture, and then one day her mom... Oh, no. She freaks the fuck out. Then all of a sudden she's married. I think she's 14. Very all of a sudden. Yeah, like, she's living in a trailer park. She meets a husband who's 14. Um, He's 18. He's 18. They move in together... The winter hits. It's and they cold. Can't, it's cold in the winter. Yeah. And they're starving. He joins the army. She goes to find her mom after he leaves. Yeah. He leaves her a note and she breaks mm-hmm. down. She has a few breakdowns early in the movie that are Academy Award winning performances from Juliet Lewis. She for sure thought she was going to get a knob. She gave it all her the gusto she could musto. <laughs> best. Okay. The best moment of the movie was for sure when she screams love me at the top of her lungs. Do you know I what I'm talking about? shouldn't be laughing. Of course. That was the like that's the key moment, I think. Yeah, that I don't know how that's not more relevant in like pop culture. Um <laughs> love me. Love me. I'm going to just gonna play it really quick. Okay. It's so crazy. I can't believe she said that. <laughs> I love that maniacal cry laugh thing she does before the love me moment. I know. That like over the top sob that she does. She does a that few times crazy throughout. laugh sob and it's I don't love it. 
No, but it does. It plays well to like the kind of crazy bitch that's gonna go stab someone when she's done a st- speedball, and that's okay. So let me just finish the arc, right? Okay. She has a few breakdowns. Husband leaves. She goes to find her mom. Can't find her mom. She's starving. She's fifteen. She goes to a diner on the side of the road after hitching her way up, where she comes to her first crossroads, which is where she meets Brad Pitt, aka Billy. His name is Billy. Billy. She runs into Billy, and she also runs into a waitress who, further on down the line, becomes a friend, her only friend that she ever has in life. Billy sees her, and Billy says, I know how to make a dime from this bee. <laughs> he takes her straight to the fucking, he takes her straight to the strip house, and he gives her some drugs. Strip house? What's <laughs> <Listen. laughs> a strip house? <laughs> he takes her straight to the, to the strip club, and... Gives her some pills and she starts a dancing. And then she says, fuck you for drugging me. And then he hits her. And then he says, come sleep in my one bedroom apartment that I have. And then it turns out it's his car. Yeah. And uh, can we back up for two seconds? Why won't anyone help this like full blown child? That's the part (laughs) that's kind of hard for me to believe because it's like she goes to this like diner where she's kid like she looks like younger than she actually is she looks like she's 12 or something and she's like yeah i just i'm hungry and i don't know i'm lost and i have nothing and everyone's like sucks to be you kid <laughs> it's like well no the waitress the waitress was like i'll give you a free meal but then heartthrob brad pitt was like she's like she was so here's the thing let me really analyze this for a second okay She's been sexually abused by her father. Yeah. So she's got some weird sexual things going on in her preteen mind. She's asked, she's given from a nice female person the opportunity to have a free meal and help potentially with a job. Mm -hmm. But, and I may be overthinking this, but because she had been sexually abused as a child, she goes with the fucking hot ass Billy who sweet talks her, you know, she's like, she's like, this is where I feel comfortable with fucking creeps like my stepdad. Right. So she goes with the creep like her stepdad and the story unfolds. Yeah, but she did have an opportunity for help. I don't know though. Like, Oh, a free meal. Like, why didn't they call the police? She said we can also maybe get her a job. Why didn't they call the police? And I'll tell you why they didn't call the police. It was 1990. 1990 was a hard time to be um, a kid. <laughs> a preteen. A preteen. I mean, in general, like, even when I was alive three years later, and then, uh, you know, from then on, I just feel like it was much more laid back. Like, you could really just walk around as a kid, and, like, grown-ups would talk to you way more than now. Like, grown-ups don't talk to kids anymore. No, and also, this was in Oklahoma, and I feel like... Mm. I feel like the age. Sorry ages to all of our different. Oklahoma listeners. <laughs> yeah, to all of you masses out there in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, I feel like I remember. I feel like kids got married earlier, do still get married earlier in the South. They get their driver's licenses earlier in places like Oklahoma, like rural places like that. She was smoking in this movie. Wow. Well, excuse me. She was living. She was out at the strip house. She was, her only role models were other strippers. Yeah, I think role model is a strong word. Strong, like a. Well, that's the thing about the poor little chicken. So anyway, <laughs> let me continue the plot. She's stripping, and all of a sudden, this fucking savior from the heavens army guy comes in, says, "I'm worried about you. You don't have to sleep with me. You can come live in my house with my two kids, and like I'll take care of you." He was that guy that you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like he presents at least like the guy who's like, "I'm gonna take care of her." Yeah. Then he's like at least thirty. He's got two kids. Mm-hmm. He's kissing her on the front lawn. His coworkers see it and say, "You're a pedophile," which mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, even though he gave her a safe house, he's still a fucking pedophile. Yep. Further fucking up her brain. Yeah. Meanwhile, Billy's she's now known. Out. She's now known for a while that Billy's bad news. Like, she knew that Billy was bad news pretty soon after. He put her on the pole. I mean, as soon as she saw right? that car, she was like, "Oh." 
<laughs> you know, she saw his one bedroom and she was like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> she saw the car. She said, oh. So, but basically, after this guy breaks her heart, she, he, she has nowhere to turn. And she ends up right back in Billy's arms. Just how he planned it. He planned this whole thing out. And he's the one who fucked it up for her with that nice man. Although, I don't know how good that could have actually ended up. You know, with no, the army guy. Because, What's the best case scenario there? If if she if he if Billy hadn't ratted on the army guy, what's the best case scenario? Well, see, I didn't see it that he ratted. I thought that he had. Um, yeah, he did. They saw him kissing her. I think on the front yard. Oh, maybe, maybe he did. No, I think they sort of implied that sure. he did. I don't know who ratted her out, but either way, he was a creepo. Yeah, he's um, creeptron nine thousand. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was also so then this, she goes back. So then she, she. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. There's also a part after she goes back to him, where she grabs a handful of pills and puts them all in her mouth like popcorn. Like she just stuffs the her, this handful of pills into her mouth, and then she just chews them. And it made me gag in my yeah. I was gagging. Me too, because she's sitting there chewing these pills, and then she starts <laughs> she's talking with her mouth full, like she just like took a big ass bite of a bagel or something and is trying to like explain something like explain why she shouldn't get a ticket <laughs> like she has a big the old mouthful of falling pills out of her mouth <laughs> yeah. it's gonna taste so bad it's psycho she she has she's crazy that's the thing and then, yeah she's crazy and i hate i kind of hate her i'm just gonna say it. i kind of hate i don't well, I feel bad for her because i hate the way she talks i hate her little attitude that's and the I don't thing, think she's Michael. That great of an actor. That's the thing, Michael. She plays a very similar role. Well, Juliette Lewis as an actress, I think she definitely ages. I mean, she was seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the character, I never cared for her. She was like so. I mean, logically, I care for her because she's had a fucked up life. But the character that she, yeah, the whole time I was just going, "Can someone call the police, please?" <laughs> exactly. So, like, logically, I'm like, "This is this poor thing." But yes. like emotionally, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, you're annoying as fuck. I don't <laughs> believe you. You call the police. Like, take some responsibility for your life. Maybe don't go to that yeah. guy. Like, maybe. Sound... We sound so shitty saying that because we're she's awful. fucking 14. And we're like, take some responsibility for your life. <laughs> but, but, so, but that begs the, the question. Time. Right. Yeah. So, so let me just follow up with the yeah. rest of the story arc. She goes back to What's His Dick. They do a speedball they go to the house what was their intention was their intention to kill him no remember they were playing secret agent at first which i was like are speedballs fun (laughs) (laughs) they look first question that looked kind of fun yeah don't want like the murdering part i could do without that but i do want to do a speedball and play secret agent so that's the thing so basically they do a speedball she kills the guy she goes to prison she's with yeah. this it's all from the perspective of her talking to her lawyer and she we catch her a couple of times lying to him you know yeah i think she doesn't remember i think it's not that she, i think she's lying but like kind of like I, I think she like blacked out not like blacked out from the drugs like ptsd blacked out like she ptsd'd it yeah, she, Either way, she tells the whole movie is told from the perspective of her retelling it to the lawyer. Right? Yeah, that lawyer. That lawyer is also a creep. Uh, creepy too, and yeah, this doesn't seem like a good lawyer. He's like, but why would you do it? You know? <laughs> yeah, because he was like, he didn't want to believe that a young kid could have murdered. So here's the point: to get to the point of the question mark at the top of the fucking movie, is she too young to die? Absolutely, she she's too young to die. Oh wait, is yes. She, is she is she too young to die? Absolutely, she's a chicken. She has her whole life to live. Is she too young to be convicted? No, because oh. I'm sorry, you don't just. She had so much rage that she stabbed that guy multiple times. And I got news for you: next bitch that crossed her, on another drug binge, who knows who she could have killed? Yeah. In plain sight. She's. Just want to say this: she's on the loose now. <laughs> She's, she's out, back yeah. in society. No, but she's also but a fully grown-up person now. And like, I think is like she, she alive just, even still? She was like heavily influenced by um, a, just a series of buttholes, like a series of douchebags. 
And also she was on a lot of drugs. So not that it's an excuse like to kill somebody, but like right. she just needs to be right. rehabilitated and kind of get like, you know, let's, she got a kind of a false start. Let's just kind of pull it back. Start again. I fully, I fully agree with you. And that's why they put the question mark there is it's like, come on guys, like cut this girl a break. But th- I think that they were trying to make an example of her, you know, because she was a person who was on the pole. Like she was, she was from the dregs of society. They were trying to like, you know, who's the easiest person to set an example for is somebody who has really no stake in the world at all. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, we should talk about the implications of this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, what compelled them to be like, okay, like, it's like one of those things where I feel like every time anyone has a crazy real life story, they're like, this would make a great movie. And sometimes you don't have to make it into a movie. Like, this is, it's crazy that it happened. But like when you make the movie, it just and because it's a lifetime movie and because it's the nineties, it feels like a PSA. It feels like an anti drug anti just like That's because of PSA. the speed that it moves. Yeah. No pun intended. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this story's great. If it was just like fleshed out a little bit more, if they were like really yeah. gotten if we like saw the relationship between her and her stepfather and then watched him abuse her and then like or her and her mother. It just was too. F- It'd be cool to see a relationship her her between mother. her and her mother, so that she, like, we feel bad that her mom's not around. Like, her mom is a psycho bitch from the go, and her mom I is don't... a goddamn asshole. Abandon her daughter. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, why are you trying to find your mom? She sucks. You know what I mean? But it'd be nice if, like, we could see something, um, maybe develop that storyline a little bit more, and maybe, cu- I mean, the marriage thing like like maybe cut that whole storyline out completely or something like i mean i know it contributes to like it wasn't necessary yeah i mean i know it contributes to the fact that like she's experienced a lot of trauma but like um it's just a lot so flesh out what happens at flesh out what happens at the at the strip house because i'm sure there was some shit going on there that would have been great for have you always called the strip house just wondering yeah well, now it's going to no, I, it started today. I started okay. a couple minutes ago and I'm never going to end. Um, also, not a single nude scene with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I think Rude. they really missed an the opportunity there. <laughs> they really did. Um, I don't know. All in all, I'm glad we watched it. It was it's our only thing that we're going to do in the history of this po- in the series of this podcast. That's going to be when he was on TV, because from now on, we're just doing films. So yeah, I'm glad that we revisited it. But this was significant because um, it had it's where he met Juliette Lewis. Yeah. And it gets referenced a lot in his early career because it was like one of his first kind of bigger roles. Yeah. And then after this, they do a movie called California, which is the movie that people associate with those two. Right. When what year does that come out? I think 91. Like I think they do it or 92. Like they do it like right after this. Um, which is so weird. I don't know. I just think it's California. No, California is 93, 93. That's when little old me mm-hmm. makes an appearance. Yeah. You're going to come around California. So we have that to look forward to. It's kind of California with a K. Yeah. It's interesting that they kind of bookend their relationship with two movies. It'll be interesting to see how California is because like, I wonder if their chemistry is going to be different. Um, you know, when the Towards the end of their relationship. Yeah. Or like, is it even going to be noticeable? Because Juliette Lewis isn't a bad actor. Um, she's just, yeah. No, she's not a bad actor. She has, she historically for me is like a little bit one notey. Oh my God. This movie especially. You know? It's like, oh God, I find it again. <laughs> Can you stop whining? But we're going to watch her. We're going to watch her grow. We're going to watch him grow. I think that, um, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? I don't know. But how could he have done... Like, I'm trying to think of a way that he could have done this role better. And I sort of can't. Like, I'm trying to... No, he did a good job. I think all in all, he did a good job. He was supposed to play a sleazeball that I didn't like. And he did. He had that accent. He had this, like, hunch. He did. He was, like, kind of hunched a little bit. I really liked that. It was dirty. He just was dirty. Yeah. And it's... Why is this... It was really well done. He makes me want to smoke. Like, like, when he smokes, I'm like, God, that is so cool. I know, I know, because he like screams cool and screams hot, even though he's a fucking piece of shit asshole. 
Although I have to say, like, he was a piece of shit in Thelma and Louise, too, but I loved him the whole time. And this time I was like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I didn't want him exactly. to be with him. So therefore, even though he's hot, he was effective. He was effective, Which, but I also sort of can't tell if maybe he was effective a little bit on accident. You know, like, was he just... Well, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter, though, because just in terms of the last time we talked about, we couldn't tell if he was good or not because he was his whole character in our the last time we had a podcast was that he was so hot that it was like, who's to say if he's even doing good acting? Right. Now it's like, you know what? He's hot and he's a character I don't like. Yeah, no, but, but what I mean is, like, in Thelma and Louise... He was supposed to play a bad guy, and he did it well enough that he was lovable, even though he, like when you really think about it, fucked him over. But, totally. but in this, um, his acting skills aren't as good, and so he's playing a bad guy, and I didn't like him. Which I guess, like you don't, you're not always supposed to like a bad guy. But, like, I wonder if he had played it differently, would he have made Billy have that sort of, like, Brad Pitt sexiness and charm? You know what I mean? Like, is that? Yeah. Is there a world where that character could be played like that? And like, I don't know. maybe not. No, because I think that that I think that that character was like an asshole. But I think more importantly, he was a drug addict. Yeah. You know, and I and he was like sleazy. Like he wasn't just me, like abusive. He was just like he was an alcoholic. He like beat her. He was like a, a grosso. I don't think that there's ever a world in which he's like cool. You know? Yeah, that's true. I, I, I wish they had tried to make that cool, though. That would have been funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so just for like one more portion of our show, I think we should talk about his relationship mm-hmm. yeah. with Juliette Lewis. And um, um, just mention that while they were dating. OK, so this is filmed and aired in 1990. He does Thelma and Louise in 1991. The world now knows that your boyfriend is the hottest person on the planet. Challenge. You know? That's a challenge. And they managed to make it another three years. Well, I think Brad Pitt, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't think that he has a huge ego. Like, he definitely has, has to have some sort of ego. But, like, I feel like, he he's aware that he's the hottest person alive so like when other people started giving him attention for being the hottest person alive he's like yeah i know (laughs) you know what i mean so like yeah i know but then like i would be so insecure if i was her you know yeah maybe he's but also maybe he's just so sweet and tender and like he's like you don't gotta feel insecure you know what i mean like maybe he makes her feel valued and also maybe she's like i'm hot shit (laughs) You know? Okay, so she's quoted as saying, it amazes me that people are still fascinated that we went out for four years. I was a teenager at the time, and it's a lifetime away. I was in my high school years, and it was a wonderful, loving relationship with a fun and smart guy. Then it was over, and he went on to become incredibly famous. Oh, that is a very mature thing to say. (laughs) That's a good summary, too. She was like, no one... She said, all these years on, there's nothing I can say or divulge about Brad Pitt that would be remotely interesting to an intelligent mm, being. Well, that says a lot about our podcast. So fair enough, Juliet. <laughs> also, yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. hurt. <laughs> I feel slandered upon. A little bit like a personal well, attack. Guess what, but, Juliet, okay. <laughs> guess what, Juliet Lewis? <laughs> You're going down the ratings this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Juliet Lewis's performance was a one. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But I do have to say that love me bit ups her points for me. Oh my God! She gave her, she gave it her all in that little moment, and it was my favorite. There's no denying that she like tried her hardest. You know, she wasn't I've slacking. Been sending that little clip to so many people. Yeah, it's really amazing. Because <laughs> that's how I feel a lot. I want, I just want people to love me, and so I just scream at the top of my lungs. I, I have Juliet Lewis scream at the top of her lungs. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should put that clip on our Instagram account when we make one, so that people can know what we're talking about. Deal. I love that. Um, okay, well, let's let's give Brad Pitt some ratings. Okay. Uh, his hair. It's that short Tyler Durden hair. Or does it go longer? It short? It's kind of long. It's kind of long. It's like dirty and grimy and sexual. Yeah, it's greasy. I didn't like his hair. It was like a... I'm, I'm looking for pictures. It's like a four for me. Yeah, I mean, it's not really much to write home about. Um, I'd give it a four, two, or three even. Yeah. Um. I thought his acting chops, <laughs> I can't tell. I'm going to go like six. 
five or yeah, six. Yeah, I was thinking six too. Yeah. There's because, definitely room for improvement there. I've seen him do better. You know, I might bring it down to five because the overall acting job was a six and then the accent wasn't very good. So that's bringing it down to a five. I think you're right. That accent drove me nuts the whole time. I was like, you're acting and I didn't like it. Um, yeah. But I mean, in his defense, it's a lifetime movie. And I get the sense that Brad Pitt really trusts directors that like he will talk to the director a lot about the role in my head. This is completely made up. I have no idea if this is true, but I get the sense just based on the movies that I have seen of his, where you can see his role is heavily, um, the way he acts is heavily, uh, like stylized. Like it, it fits into the movie that he's in. Right. And I think that's because he listens to what the director says that the direct, that they want, you know what I mean? And so in this case, he's acting in a lifetime movie. So the director is probably telling him to act like lifetime acting. And so, it might be a little bit of that, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think he does, I think notoriously he's really close with his directors. I think that's why he's picked such great roles, historically. All right, so how about rating the movie in general? It's definitely not an A, Entertainment Weekly. I mean, two or three. The movie in general is definitely a three. I don't know. Not very good. And I honestly, even I think it's a two. talking about it for this long, like we've given it, we've given it much more conversation than it ever earned. <laughs> I, I was nervous before we sat down today. I was like, I don't know what to say about this movie. And then, I mean, I guess we didn't really get to the political thing, but it's like, yeah, we've already given this movie as enough words as it, as it will ever need to have. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's like a two or a three. There's too much going on. Juliet Lewis is yeah. not too quickly. Good. She's annoying as fuck. I think we just. I'm glad we did it. I'm excited for our, our next week. I'm excited to see Brad Pitt go from here. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So that being said, our next movie is Johnny Swade. Correct. Johnny Swade. Yeah. Which I know nothing about. Zero percent know about it. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, that one cold. Hopefully it's. I'm not confident that it's going to be better than this movie. <laughs> I think that Johnny's, I don't know anything about Johnny Swade. I'm it's, it's all about Brad though. Like yeah. this is Brad's first, like this movie is built around him. He's the lead. So I'm really excited about it. So yep. listeners tune into Johnny Swade. We'll see you here next week. Johnny Swade coming in hot. Go. Okay. That's episode two. Thank you everybody for listening. Please subscribe. And follow us on socials. We are at the Pitts Pod on Twitter, and at this is the Pitts Pod on Instagram. Right. Uh, next week we're going to be watching two movies. One is called Across the Tracks, which can be found streaming on Amazon and YouTube, and the other one is called Johnny Swade, his first solo starring role. Yes. Uh, you can find that on Amazon, iTunes, anywhere you find movies. Yeah, that one's actually. Um kind of a cult movie so it should be fun yeah looking forward to talking to you guys next week all right bye y'all see ya wouldn't want to be ya fuck your mother